Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sutherland Girls. I am Brittany. And I'm Shannon. Okay, every time I edit and you say, I'm Shannon. And I'm Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> because you I always say it like, and I'm Shannon. Like with your head tilted, like all innocent. I do? I'm Shannon. I'm Shannon. That's yeah. so weird. <laughs> you know what it sounds like when I hear it is like my office voice. You know, like, yeah, that's exactly it. How may I help you? Oh my gosh. I don't talk like that. I think I go, I don't know how I'm I, at work. Someone call me at work and then you'll know <laughs> at work now <laughs> when I answer the phone, when Laura's out, mm-hmm. um, I answer the phone all nice like that. And then, gosh, I don't want to say who it is, but it's a rep. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's a rep asking for status. And I'm just like, I'm sure my voice changes immediately. It's like, oh. did you check the system? You know, I don't say that, but I'm just like, what's the last name? You know? <laughs> so I, if you missed the last episode, mm-hmm. this is episode 29. If you missed 28 and you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to. So that I was really thinking once we posted it out there that like, a lot of a lot of our listeners who would hear us say like, "Oh, you know, it's been a rough week, but I'm not ready to talk about it." That kind of a situation. If you ever heard me say that in past episodes, episode twenty eight explains all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of messages and DMs. I got one last night. Like, I don't want anyone to think that episode 28 was for me to, like, share personal information for attention. I don't... That's not why I did it. It was to get it out. It was... Like, off your chest. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Lethargic. No. No. I said it wrong again. Cathartic. (laughs) Cathartic. (laughs) Lethargic. (laughs) So stupid. I I say wrong words all the time. (laughs) There was a saying I was trying to remember yesterday and I was like, I better not say that on the podcast because I'm going to mess it up so badly, but I can't remember it at the moment. But I was like, that's not the way you say it. Okay. Anyways. Um, so it was very lethargic. No. To Clithart. We said it wrong. Oh. <laughs> Cathartic. Okay, anyway, you know that word. To get it out off the chest, it's no longer a secret. I mean, it wasn't a secret. It was just like everyone. It's something you're uncomfortable talking about. Like, how do you bring that up? <laughs> I can't stop laughing about the lethargic. <laughs> lethargic. Cathartic. There you go. Um, <laughs> Whew, I'm so glad we went. We sent you to college. Uh, three degrees later. Three degrees and we can't say the word. Well, you know what? They sound way too similar. Let me just say, the English language is, is awful. <laughs> I almost said a bad word. I can understand Spanish better than I can understand English. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the last 10 months, a lot of people have been like asking me about my job and asking me like about babies and stuff like that. And it, I don't want to like make people feel bad for asking those questions, but like it was such a sensitive topic and I would just be like, yeah, it's good. And then get quiet. And then obviously I felt awkward because I was like, this is not the time or place to talk about what I'm going through. Um, and so the episode 
was for me to get it all out there mm-hmm. so that friends and family knew and I didn't have to repeat over and over and over and over again this my story what I'm going through over and over again and reliving every single bad memory right um so that episode is for me to get it out I'm not going to talk about it anymore um moving on moving on up um so I got some messages said love love this I just listened to the podcast and I just wanted to tell you that you and Woody are in my prayers you're so strong and God will bless you guys one day and then we got a few messages about I'm sobbing right now or I'm crying. Um, so this one says, girl, I'm listening to the update of your life and I'm literally sobbing. This was like at 8 a.m. And so she was at work. <laughs> oh my gosh, bad. you're going to make me cry. And she said, I am so sorry. You have, you have to go through that. I will always be here for you if you need anything. So... That was the message I got. The person listened to it at work and was crying at her desk. Oh. I know. It's like, it I was kind of unexpected. Like, I, yeah, I was, it was the amount of emotion from people out, like reaching out was shocking to me. I don't know. I wasn't expecting anything because right, that's not right. the type that's, of person I am. Well, you did it for you to, yeah. to, to release it. Yeah. I mean, stop holding on to it. Yeah. It was like, I couldn't even tell my best friend Riley. So. It was just easier to tell the story to you with a mic recording us Mm -hmm. rather than telling a hundred million people. I know. Okay. And there's something about this mic, like as you're recording, it must be the same for like reality TV. As you're recording, you're comfortable and you're, it's just us. Mm -hmm. You don't even think while you're recording that thousands of people are listening to this. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't even realize that. Yeah. The first, I would say, like, 10 episodes, we were a little, like, worried about what we were going to say and how we were going to say it. But I think now we're just so comfortable that... It's like we're just having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I forget that you're wearing a head, like, uh, headphones and there's a mic in front of you. Like, it's so normal now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so bizarre. (laughs) It's sometimes when you think about reality TV, like, you're like... I can't believe you just did that. You see that cameraman right in your face, right? Well, obviously they don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So can I just ask you a question before we get into that? Yeah. Do you have, I don't want to say advice, but I know you and I are very open and very honest. So we tell each other everything. Yeah. Even if it's going to hurt the other one's feelings. Yeah. So <laughs> um, do you want to tell it? Or give advice for people that people that keep telling you like um, how I always say it's in God's time. Oh, the um, toxic, it'll happen when it happens. Toxic positivity. Toxic po- positivity. Do you want to share how that on the other end, end makes you feel so that people understand? Because like I tell you, people are just trying to be nice and comforting. Yeah. Um, also on the people that keep asking you when are you going to have a baby? And we talked about this last night and I said, it's not because they want you to have one this minute. Yeah. It's because they're excited for that chapter. Yes. So I understand everyone is so excited. Like I feel like this is what I'm feeling is everyone's watching and waiting. And that's not true. 
but but that's how you feel right because it's like like uncle sean like asked me and like i'm not saying that he did it like he shouldn't have asked me i'm just saying like for example someone that i wouldn't expect to ask me Mm -hmm. asks they all ask me and i'm like okay this is weird like i didn't expect everyone it is a question that you ask people that get married it is because i think i probably asked a lot of people so when are the babies coming you know like yeah and the person saying that means no harm whatsoever yeah Yeah. but i just want you to have this opportunity to share how the person on the other side feels so maybe we can be a little more sensitive yeah so there's this account called um infertile millennial on instagram let me just double check that i'm saying their, their handle correctly yeah so the account is called infertile millennial and i've been following this since probably february um because there were months where i was like there's no way i'm not pregnant but then my period would come Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so it was just frustrating because i was like why is my body not working until like i got the positive tests and Mm -hmm. um so on this account there's a lot of facts about like um soon-to-be moms moms who want a baby um pregnancy loss um embryo loss just everything that has to do with infertility and reproduction yeah and if you guys can all go to that account and just read through like i would swipe through a couple times looking at all the posts this account is so perfect for how to approach someone if you don't know that they're trying right um like i would just like it would be better if you just assumed everyone in their 20s and 30s was trying to conceive just right go especially people that are newly married because i do know that this happened to one of your aunts she had a very very hard time and we all just kept asking and asking and i didn't know what she was going through at the time Mm -hmm. which is your journey and hers yeah matching uh, are matching and so she if anybody knows exactly what you're going through um but we kept, and I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Don't be emotional about it. I, I just, I'm so, okay. January, February, and March were such dark months. And I no one asked me, except for, like, Uncle Sean asked me, but way after yeah. I had the loss. Um, so I was already feeling better by then, but I literally did not leave the house. Right. So I feel like if you rarely see women who are in their just be patient and wait, don't ask pregnancy (laughs) age window, I would just don't ask. Yeah. Just just know that either they're working on it or they're waiting and or say like, so what are the plans for the future? Or do you guys have or like what's going on in your life? Yeah. Something like that. Something super generic, because if they want to share that information with you, they will. They will. Yeah. Okay. That's great advice. Yeah. But again, just assume from 20 years old, and I know 20 is Is such a young age to have kids, but there are people out there that want kids at that age. So don't discriminate your thoughts on what the right age of having a baby is. Just assume 20 to 40 people are trying to conceive and it's best to not just ask, like, when are you getting pregnant? When are you guys planning on having kids? Um, So are you pregnant yet? Yeah. Like, I got that question so much in the last six months and it was like 
well, I thought I would be pregnant month one or two of trying. Right. And here we are at almost month nine mm-hmm. of trying to conceive. Um, one thing that I heard from a doctor that I follow on Instagram, um, his name is Dr. Gadir. Um, he has his own podcast called The Fertile Life. And I was listening to one of his podcasts and he his podcast come out every Thursday. So if you want to like learn more information about fertility, like he's the perfect person to go to. Yeah, he's one of the top doctors there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so he he was saying on the podcast that if you've been trying for 10 months, you can actually start like you don't have to start at the w- one year of trying to then see what's wrong. He said once you approach 10 months, you can then start asking doctors questions, doing blood panels, seeing your hormone count all of that. Um, so that to me makes me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if a doctor is saying, no, you have to wait until the exact one year, go to a different doctor. Yeah. Because that's another thing that people say um, that is negative or hurtful without knowing is, oh, you just started trying. Yeah. Or, I don't, I didn't like that. Yeah. I was or, like, I don't care. I don't care if, if it was too. I months. don't care your thought on how long it's right. taking. I want to be pregnant now. That's what I kept telling doctors was, I I, I don't have time. I want it now. Well, and because uh, I think industry wise, they want you to try for like two years, and then and then move on to the next. So you're trying for two years, and then you get t- everything tested, and then you find out maybe something's wrong, and then you have to go on to your next option, which might take two years, and then your next option, that might take two years. So now we're five, six years down the road. Yeah. So why don't they just like, I understand not trying like, like um, I've tried for two months and I'm not pregnant yet, you know, yeah. but maybe six months. Yeah, six like, months because for sure. There, you know, yeah, either I, you're doing it wrong or something's <laughs> wrong. Definitely not doing it wrong. Sorry, I'm just trying to put some humor in there. Anyway, okay. Um, One thing I want to say before we move on to today's episode and topic is that I think doctors, I've felt like the, you know, push, push me on to a different doctor to see what they want to say or do. Um, But one thing that I, my last doctor that I talked to, I said, I want a big family and I'm 28 years old now. I'm going to be 29 in six months. I don't, I want to be done having kids by the time I'm 35. Mm-hmm. And then another thing. Go ahead. So it's like, why don't you consider how many kids someone wants before you tell them, oh, you'll have to wait a year. That was frustrating to me. And they were like, it would be different if you wanted a big family. And it was like, you never asked me that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was frustrating and it pissed me off. And that's what other people need to think of when they're asking people like when they're trying to conceive if they're pregnant yet is they're all also dealing with an internal battle of being told that they can't like they can't get help yet right right so your toxic positivity of it's all on god's time blah 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 which i understand and you do believe that and you do understand that but but at the same time it's like you're telling me some toxic positivity information and then the doctor is also telling me like, oh, it, it hasn't been a year. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. But you individually know your body and you're like, no, I'm not fine. Right. And I I feel like no one's listening to me. And that's well, what's frustrating. Also, um, when people around you are all getting pregnant, like the first month. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. 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 
So. But you do know. I'm going to say this. And I said this to you Honestly, earlier. Honestly, I want my own moment. That's it. That's all I'm, where I, I'm I at agree. right now is I, this is just, it's prolonging because I need to have my own moment, it's which I'm be totally so fine with. It's going to be so sweet. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I did said to, say to you and you said to me that I don't want to hear that. That's not, that's not encouraging. That's not helping is once you relax, it'll happen. Yeah. Right? That's what the doctor told me too. And I yeah. was like, fuck off. <laughs> well, in history, if you think about it with your aunt, that is how it happened. Yeah. But okay. in a lot of people, once they so stop. I'm so high I know. strong. So I know. it's like, it's so I'm just, never going to have a baby? <clears throat> I know. It's just, um, we're just letting people know yeah. that even though you're being kind and supportive and helpful, yeah, it is discouraging to a... Yes. Honestly, just go to the account in Fertile Millennial and it's like what not to say and what to say instead. Yeah. yeah. So just go to that account. Okay. I just want to say uh, a quick life update from the last week that I've had. So I started my new job. Woo-hoo. Absolutely love it. Um, it's exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I more creative, love it. more. Well, it's the same creativity, but it's more encouraging environment. There's no bullying. There's no, you know, talking down to people at all. There's no aggression. They they don't respect. even allow that. Yeah, respect. So well, it's it's, like, it's more like a corporation than yes. us. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to work for small companies, even though that wasn't a small company, <laughs> but it was a small department. Yeah. Um. There's like give and take. I've worked for big, like I I worked for Panasonic for all these years and it was huge. And I was like, I want a small business. Then I went to a small business and I was like, oh, I miss corporate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I've been feeling for the last yeah. like four or five years is like, I miss corporate so badly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So another thing that I want to talk about that was so funny and it honestly boosted my ego in a positive way mm-hmm. because with what was going on in my life the last 10 months was I was losing my confidence. And if anyone knows me, I'm extremely confident. Like I don't need anyone to tell me. And I also don't need to tell you how great I am. Right. It's just, I internally knew that. Well, I lost all of that. And so I've been going to therapy to help with that. Like my critical side, my perfectionist side. Um, so when I left therapy this week, I'm driving and I'm listening to a podcast. And one of the podcasts is um, The Morning Toast. Oh, gosh. They're hilarious. Yeah. So they're, it's like two sisters. <laughs> they're so fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. she was talking about how she got high. This, <laughs> this episode, she was talking about how she got hot, super high. And so when she gets high in public, she has like this paranoia that people are going to watch her like watch her do something stupid so she asked her husband to take her home and she called for pizza or something for takeout because they're they live in new york um so she's on the phone with the deliver like the pizza place (laughs) and she she's like so if you didn't know a couple months ago i went to italy and i was brushing up on some of my italian no she's not yeah so she was super high and she said um 
some something in Italian, but it was super like accent. like she was trying to yeah. And she she after she told the story, she was busting up laughing to the point where it was like such a deep laugh. And you know, like people who can't stop laughing mm-hmm. naturally make you laugh. <laughs> you just can't stop laughing. You have no idea what you're laughing at. Yeah. So <laughs> I was laughing like that in the car oh as soon gosh. as I left therapy. And all of a sudden, I hear girls screaming. And I'm like, is that on the podcast or is that around me? <laughs> so I'm looking in the, my mirrors and all I see is a Jeep come from behind me and next to me. And there's these two teenage girls with the windows down in this giant brand new Jeep. Uh-huh. And they got their heads sticking out the windows. Oh, gosh. Screaming girl boss. Oh, because oh no! That's so cute and so supportive. I know. They were like, oh my gosh, girl, but like, but like screaming bloody murder. Like, you know, like you can hear it through your car. I heard it through my car and I was just, I was already laughing. So I look over and so I waved, you know, as I was laughing (laughs) and they were still doing like they went in front of me and then we're still screaming it. And I was like, wow, these girls are crazy. Girl power. I love it. Support. Yes. Um, and then like I know sometimes I notice people notice my license plate and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, I can tell. They're either pointing or taking a picture. Yeah. And it's like yeah. in my rear view mirror. You so can, I can see, see oh it. yeah. Um, gosh, I take pictures of license plates all the time. <laughs> I wonder if they see me doing it. Um Yeah. And then Yesterday, when Woody and I were going to Sam's Club, there was um, a few kids walking uh, in the crosswalk, and there was this cute little boy. He must have been like nine to eleven, like uh-huh. that age range, and he points to my license plate and says "Girl Boss." Like I can see his reading it, yeah, his lips, and <laughs> he's like waving. Oh, like hi. So, was Woody driving? No, I was. Driving. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> One time when I first got my personalized plate, um, a CHP was on the side of the 405 and he had somebody pulled over, obviously. He was walking back to his car and he leaned into the lane and gave me a thumbs up. And I was like, at first I was like, what? And then, you know, like pointing at my license, my plate. license plate and give me a thumbs up. I was like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. Another thing that happened this week was if you guys <laughs> have been living under a rock um which hopefully you aren't because you're listening to this podcast and you're already this far in you've already heard our new ad yes so i recorded it and it took three tries and the script okay so like be nice to me because it's the very first ad i've ever recorded it's my first professional ad yes so the script was so long but also, like, I brought in, like, a little bit of personality. A little bit of you. I've talked about Anchor before, so it was easy to... Because you believe in it. and you Yeah. Know, yeah. It's super easy. I, I sometimes think, you know, our favorite podcasters, yeah. sometimes when she's doing ads, I kind of think, like, does she really love this? <laughs> I mean, I know she would never put on something that she doesn't believe in or agree in, but it might yeah. not be something that she uses. Yeah. You know, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Just because we know. you know (laughs) but sometimes i'm like wow at some point we're gonna have to advertise something that we don't use or don't you know oh my gosh there was another thing that happened i don't even think we're gonna talk about our topic today for very long because that's okay it's it's easy to understand anyways another update (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should always record this this early (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah so it's saturday morning like super early <laughs> so we're recording um <laughs> hope we don't wake anybody up oh my up. gosh so you guys know i have two cats posy and ozzy and <laughs> with our house we always keep we have like a security gate and then we have like the front door. Right. So we always keep the front door open, but the security gate closed to like let a breeze in and then also to let the cats, you know, see the outside. Dixie loves to lay out there and watch out mine. So (laughs) there was a day because now I work from home. Um, there was a day that the neighbors, so our whole entire neighborhood has kids between the ages of like four, to like 12 Mm -hmm. um and then down the street there's a middle school or a high school i think it's a high school but i could be wrong um so there's kids always coming down our street and one day my neighbor came home and like her kids were super hyper getting out of the car and i know who you're talking about go ahead they were making so much noise it's like two little boys right and um one of the boys is like super whiny and so he was like whining a lot. Um, you know, if you have two brothers, you know, that brother relationship. There's, There's always, always one, one that's always, whiny. Especially if it's boy, boy in that order. Yeah. Usually the second one is kind of whiny. Yeah. Yeah. So the cats were at the front door, mm-hmm. like looking out and she pulls up and then all I hear is these kids like screaming and posy growls while running away from it and i'm like oh no Uh is she gonna be like this with our kids Uh uh-oh i know i'm like this is not a good sign you know what's so funny yesterday i was thinking about that because dixie uh you know i take her everywhere yeah and sometimes it's happened a couple times where somebody's come up and i'm holding her and they've wanted to pet her and i always say after she nipped the first person. Oh, yeah. My gosh, like she did? Yeah. She didn't actually get her, but um, I say, go slow because I don't know how. You know, she's a rescue and she was, she's a little skittish. Um, I say, go slow. I'm not sh- ever sure how she'll react, you know? Yeah. And I was in Target one time and this person came slow. Obviously a dog lover or animal lover. You could tell. Yeah. People that are, you know, they're like, oh, can I please? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Just go slow. Let her smell you and get to know you first. Because sometimes she gets very protective of me. Yeah. We and, know. And she barks at me every time I come over. I'm like, she, we know each other. She was okay with the, the hand. And then the lady went to put the hand over the head. And you know how she feels yeah, about that when you try to pet like her. Um, and she did the, like. Oh. Could you hear that on the mic? Yeah. The, like, she didn't bite down, sn- but that's like, you know, you know, when they do that bite, the pre bite before the actual. Bite. Yes. Yeah. They're just showing you I can bite, you know, <laughs> and then I just kind of grab her head and start rubbing her, calm her down. But yesterday I started thinking about that and I started thinking With about my grandkids. Kids. Like I was like, I, I'm just going to we have a friend that used to live across the street. Yes. And she has an amazing dog. And yeah. I watch her videos and her her kids are rolling around on top of the dog yes. and grabbing its face and stuff. I mean, and the dog's amazing. And Uncle Kevin's had dogs like that, that yeah. your cousins did that with. And we had dogs like that growing up. But it just made me a little concerned. Like, I would never leave Dixie alone with the babies because you just don't know with Dixie. Yeah. But it made me a little like, oh, 
gosh, I hope Dixie loves the babies because I don't want to have to, you know, keep that a separate life. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure she'll be fine. She's going to, she's very young right now. I will tell you something about little dogs because remember I had a toy fox terrier when mm-hmm. when I was pregnant with you. I'll just make sure to come over when I am yeah. pregnant. So. She was so protective on my belly constantly. And then when you were born, she would lay on the end of the bed. Yeah. And Uncle Kevin came in one time and she was like, like wouldn't let him near her, near you. So I, I'm hoping she'll be more like that, like super protective of the babies. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was a tangent. A long intro. Sorry, guys, but it, okay. everything Welcome was like to the show. Important. <laughs> tangent central. And, and you know what's so hilarious is we talked on the phone last night for two hours, over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I vey. We have a lot. Okay, so today's topic is gonna. I mean, I feel like this episode is gonna go, go by super fast just because. There's not a lot to talk about. It's mostly just our personal feelings on the topic. Right. So um, the title of this episode has to do with the great resignation. So if you guys don't know the terminology great resignation, um, it's mainly in the U.S. And it's this year. So I'm going to read a little blurb. The Great Resignation in the United States continued as more than 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in February 2022 following a series of high of 4.5 million in November of 2021. And this is according to the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey released by the U.S. Department of Labor Bureau of Labor Statistics. (laughs) Well, that was a mouthful. (laughs) So... On LinkedIn, this is like a very heavy topic. Oh, I bet. And it kind of like goes with, the topic goes with um, when I resigned from my job. Mm -hmm. So um, basically the great resignation is a higher than normal quit rate of American workers that began in the spring of 2021 and continues into the fall. There are topics that are sensitive in the u.s right now so i'm not going to bring that up no it's mainly has to do with the culture of the job and is the reason why people are leaving their jobs Mm -hmm. so i'm going to play a sound and a lot of people don't like this guy but i like him because i've been following him for a while now on linkedin he's very famous gary v Mm-hmm. His last name is a very long, but he just goes by Gary V. I found one of his videos about the great resignation. And I thought, wow, this is like a perfect way of describing what's happening in America right now, as far as like workers and the workforce. If you're worried about the great resignation, you have no idea what the great never applying in the first place is going to look like. I'm with the kids. They're like, fuck this. I'm just going to do TikTok and do brand deals. I'm going to make YouTube. You say to them when they, when you Hell yeah. (laughs) Of course. Yes, they all want to be Charlie D'Amelio and Logan Paul. But I think there's a lot more people also willing to make 57,000 a year, live within their means, just to make YouTube videos about corn. And that part, I actually think, is the bigger conversation. Be happy, live within your means, and do it around the shit you love. It's less about entrepreneurship. It's more about creative options around interests and the practicality around that. Just to... Just to clarify, he said corn. 
Corn. It sounded like something else. But yes, it's corn. You know. You, what did you think he said? It sounded like porn. Oh, yes. No, it's not porn. It's, it's corn. corn. <laughs> you know, everybody's growing their own food and that kind of stuff, which is my goal in life. Yeah. So but. basically, it's what's happening is people are no longer putting up with like being in an industry just for the paycheck so that you can live the life that you want. Um, people are adjusting what their lifestyle is to be happy in the workforce. They're done being on the hamster wheel yes. at, at corporations and working for, you know, somebody else. They're, it's This generation is getting back to living life. Yes. Um, and that's exactly why I resigned. I took the first job um, because... I was told I was it was going to be a great work life balance. You know, I'd be off by four. I don't lean. I need to get there at eight thirty. Be off by four, and you know, if I wanted to do something in the middle of the day, I could. All of that was false information. Um, only promises that never extended past that. So, I wanted a job that one the topic is something I'm interested in. Like as far as creating content, what's the type of content that I'm going to be creating for Uh the brand, that topic. And I wanted a true work-life balance. I want to be able to be at home. Well, you don't want to get up, go to work, come home, eat, go to bed, get up, go to work, come home, eat, go to bed, come to Mm -hmm. where your Saturday and Sunday is sleeping or you know vegetating or you know because yeah i want to be able to vacuum my house 30 minutes before i start work yes and not be stressed out that i have to be there on time drive through traffic all that i that was that was my next top or comment would be uh the whole commute thing they're done with it i think what happened on that aspect of people resigning is during the p word (laughs) um they everybody got used to working from home yes. and it was like, I can get way more done yes. because I'm not sitting on the freeway for two hours. Yes. I can get up. Like you said, vacuum, brush my teeth and start working, make myself breakfast. Yeah. I've never it's had so, breakfast it's at home. So time saving. Yeah. And even though there's so many laws that protect employees in California, you will get so much more work from an employee that's at home because you will work more. Yes. Because so, you're not, yeah. you know, it's not, uh, usually when you drive to work and then you're there, then you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. But when you're at home, you'll keep working because you're in your sanctuary. Yes. Yes. I mean, you've said it all. Like <laughs> I got a load of laundry done. I vacuumed every day. I took walks in the morning before I started my work uh-huh. and I walked on my lunch. I have been working for the last, and I know this isn't a long time, but for as long as I've been in an office for the last 10 years, I've had lunch at my desk. You know, there was like, I always felt like I never saw sunlight. Right. I used to tell you all the time you need to leave the office for lunch but yeah. you like especially when harder. especially when you don't work like at an hourly job yeah. where you work a project job yeah where you work until the project's done 
Mm-hmm. And the problem with your last employer is when you are an exempt employee, you don't have hours. Mm-hmm. You work until the job is done. Most jobs, mm-hmm. when you're set up like that, is that it's like work, 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 work for two weeks and then things slow down for a week so you can get your personal Life stuff done, things yeah. like that. Um, you know, you can leave at noon or one or whatever and get things done. And then you work nonstop for two weeks mm-hmm. or even a week, a month or whatever. It was like there was never a slowdown. No. It was always panic. It was always redoing Chaos. everything. Yeah. And so that's where there's no balance. Yeah. It was like the opposite of what I was promised is what I lived through. Yeah. Um. So I knew for a while that I was going to resign. Um. I just needed to find something that was exactly what I was looking for. And I got that. And it just took a long, longer time to get there. That's okay. Um, but I just want to say, like, it has nothing to do with me being a millennial. It has nothing to do with laziness. It has nothing to do with, like, the normal is out the window. So right. being at a company for 10 years is not normal anymore. In right. fact, it's right. actually frowned upon towards it is. millennials. So the if sit and stays. If you're older than the millennials and uh-huh. millennials are running a company and you come to that millennial company, we're actually looking at why did you stay for so long? Yeah. yeah. Did you actually grow? Did you get different titles while you were there for 10 years? Because that's different. If you've had the same title for 10 years to us, that is you got comfortable. You don't really care about growth and you were there to just collect a paycheck and leave. And to us, that's negative. Right. And back in the day, so my parents, you worked at a company for 25, 30 years. Yeah. You know, and then and then my generation, you worked maybe 10, 15 years mm-hmm. at a company and then moved. But, but remember, our parents were there for 25, 30 years. So it would be devastating to yeah. not have that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I worked in HR... I got to witness the next generation coming in to where they only worked somewhere five years max. And I was like, this person's had, this person's never stayed anywhere more than five years. And then you study the trends and realize that's the next generation is that you do not want somebody unless they were at a company for 10 years and their title kept changing. You know, they started as an account manager and then they became a, you know, supervisor and then they became a VP whatever yeah uh, if if they were at the same company but their title kept changing that's a little bit different yeah than just being at a company for 10 years so from an HR standpoint what were things that you saw on resumes for example and you saw their job experience what what was the the way that you would find the right candidates so yeah when you're when you put out your ad for your you know when you're recruiting new employees you get like a dump like we would get hundreds a day yeah so how do i pick i can't interview 100 people obviously a day yeah. right so i have to go through that 100 and cut it down so you're looking you know you're looking at education you're looking at the times of the employments like how long they were there yeah um and then you're looking at the description. So that's where you start. Because um, you want it to fit whatever you're looking for. 
So then you're going to look at the description of, of their job titles within that company. Um, so I got this during my interview and I was, oh my gosh, this question always gets me because one, I, I'm such a bad liar. So I'm, I'm not able to lie. Well, it's not lying. It's selling yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. But like not lying, but like withholding the truth because it's a negative truth. Oh yes. Like, so like so what's your, what's your reason for leaving your leave? current job? Because he's an asshole. Yeah. You can't say that. You have to. Obviously. So you have to learn to put a positive spin on it. This is what I say. Find something positive to say. Yes. So what would you say about my situation? And because what I said was... You have to find the... the what I Okay, for example, what I said mm-hmm. was I'm looking for more work-life balance. Mm-hmm. When I started my current job, I was promised mm-hmm. a lot of things mm-hmm. and none of those things came true. One of, one of the things was that I was going to be working from home for a week and have uninterrupted creative freedom to create content. That was a very honest answer. I would have cut out the what I was promised and just stayed yeah, with them. I looking got for hired. The balance. So I, I know. <laughs> but I, I would have, I mean, you were already p- past that point. Yeah. Um, the hardest point mm-hmm. really with the um, job searching is the resume because companies get so many. Like, how do you stand out? First of all, spelling errors, grammar errors dates missing but don't because if you have a thousand you're gonna skim through first yeah so make sure the resume matches the industry you're trying to apply to exactly okay it's not a selfie club it's not in a mirror i've i have seen those yes yes oh my god that's gonna be immediate no yeah you know from a professional setting yeah also um that it's appropriate yeah. professional if you're looking for a professional job or you know um, the next thing would be um, a lot of those have like an online resume type thing like you just answer questions and the computer the software builds your resume okay attach a professional resume also okay that shows that you can do that make sure <laughs> things are capitalized where they should be capitalized make sure that you're using the right punctuation and I know that that is a dead art for the next generation yeah below you yeah um just because they grew up texting yeah so it's not Mm -hmm. there and believe me i'm not a stickler for that you know i don't use capitals i don't use commas and stuff you know Mm -hmm. but in the professional setting you need to make sure it's proper um and then make sure everything looks good A, a good clean professional look yeah. You know, if so, you if you put a dash, put a dash every yeah. single time you do a date, you know. If you put oh, make the, it if you put the year, the make same. make sure it matches. Yeah. Because if it doesn't match, that'll be another thing. It needs to be pleasing to the eye mm-hmm. when you're going through a thousand or you're just gonna go to the next or put it in the maybe pi- pile. Yeah. You know, that would be definitely on the resume level. With what's happened in the last couple of years, most of your interviews will probably be over the phone or Zoom. You won't be going into an office until the very end. I never went into the office with this at job. all. Yeah. yeah. So just because it, with the C word and things spreading, yeah, you just don't want super, don't be and a it super does spreader. Take a, <laughs> it does take a lot of your time to yeah. interview in person. It, I mean, as a recruiter, um, doing them over the phone or Zoom, you can do a lot more and you can do them at any time. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it between nine and five. And then the other person that has it, they, the applicant might already have a job. And yeah. Okay. So then when you come in, 
let's say you're coming from a very volatile work environment or one of your past jobs was like that or your your boss was a total asshole or mm-hmm. um you know it just harassment or yeah. you just sometimes you just don't get along with people yeah you know you you really do not want to be too slamming of that person yeah. mm-hmm. um even though they probably deserve it and it's right, you have to be very careful because that... You're talking to a stranger, basically, and, and how can a stranger believe you? And a recruiter is in the position where they have to judge you yeah, because they have to read and see if you are the right fit and that you'll stay. Because and that people, don't realize, drama. <laughs> people don't realize how much it costs to onboard yeah. a new employee. It's mm-hmm. very expensive. So you want someone that's going to stay and you're not going to have to do this again in two months. Yeah. Which sometimes you pick the perfect one and that does happen anyway. As a recruiter, you got to let that go. Yeah. You can't get attached. <laughs> if the job that you had is not what was promised or not your ideal situation or too much work for you. I mean, honestly, sometimes it's just like you don't want to work. 10 hours a day or nine hours a day you want you know part-time but getting paid (laughs) full-time you just have to think of a positive way to 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 state you know there's always something positive in every negative situation so just find that yeah you know um also i would say while selling yourself don't oversell yourself yeah because that recruiter comes off desperate this is what the recruiter does all day Mm -hmm long and if you come in and your life is perfect and your jobs are perfect and you're perfect and uh, that's another red flag (laughs) so uh, now that I think back at it you saying that things were promised to you that you didn't get might have helped because it's not you're not saying you don't want to have the perfect scripted answer because we know if any of that made sense yeah what one thing I wanted to add about the resume was also know the industry that you're going into. So for me, I'm in marketing and what people look for in a resume is a creative resume. Yes. So if you look on LinkedIn, there's a whole bunch. There's one from Sunbum. So if you go to that company page, they reposted someone made their resume to look like a Sunbum ingredients label. Oh, cute. And it was for a That's, graphic designer. That would so. definitely stand out. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be in a creative, you know, fashion design or marketing or digital, you want to uh, d- show your creativity. Yeah. Because that will make you stand out. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have pulled that one. Yeah. So she yeah. did get hired. Yeah. And they like show she I'm sure they asked her because you do have to in, do it when you get into a creative job. You do have to ha- show them an example of your of your work. You have yeah. to create something for that company and show them that it's going to be a match. Yeah. So, um, when I was working for a company in San Diego, they were very heavy on their marketing and like showing how important it is. And one thing that they always wanted to look for was your artistic side. They didn't. They didn't care about the boring, you know, part of hiring. Right. They wanted to see what you could do before you were in the job. Right. So um, that's when I first, I was actually hiring an assistant. And I that's when I, I started to see the creative and resumes Because you were going out. through resumes. Yeah. 
Okay, I think I think we got the whole like HR experience and secrets out. Um, again, I'm gonna take it back to the um. So I pulled up an article on the Harvard Business Review mm-hmm. um, about the Great Resignation. Yes, it's very it's, interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. So they say, in our view, five factors. This is like past the P word. So I just yes. want to say like yeah. we're now out of it. We're out of it. So let's. Yeah. So this is how they're judging it. Okay. So this is the Harvard Business Review. We call these factors the five R's. Retirement, relocation, reconsideration, reshuffling, and reluctance. Hmm. Workers are retiring in great numbers, but aren't relocating in large numbers. They're reconsidering their li- their work-life balance and care roles. They're making localized switches among industries or shuffling rather than exiting the labor market entirely. And because of pandemic-related fears, they're demonstrating a reluctancy to return to in-person jobs. By looking at how each of these factors has contributed to the Great Resignation, we can gain a helpful understanding of the forces that are shaping worker behavior today and will do so for the foreseeable future. So people are retiring and it doesn't matter what age. They're doing it based on how they want to live the rest of their life. Right, right. Whereas... The generation above me and my generation were, well, my generation is all retiring now, but no, they're not. A lot of people my age and you know just five years older than me are retiring. But I think that's too soon. I think I'm going to be working until seventy, but by choice, like your own gig. And I think that's what people are doing. They're doing their own gig. Think about the massive amount of people and families that are now living in a motorhome and traveling, and they do their work from it. Because you can work from home, you can yeah. work from anywhere, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As long as you have Wi-Fi. <laughs> as long as you have Wi-Fi, you have to have good Wi-Fi. I think I I knew this was going to happen in that having people work from home for that year, I knew companies were going to learn they can get just as much production done and not pay for the building. Yes. So, so you're going to save money from that building, mm-hmm. not have people commuting, mm-hmm. and getting more really if you think about it, getting more work out of people, because when you drive to work, you don't start right at your start time. Mm-hmm. You get your coffee, you chat with the people about what happened last night, and then you start working, and then somebody else walks in your office and you start doing this. I used to yeah. love going in super early because yeah. nobody was there. I could get so much work done before all the daily interruptions. Mm-hmm. So you really are getting way more production out of your employees mm-hmm. by having them work from home. Yeah. Also, the great thing about working from home as a creative and I know like there needs to be this creative collaborative space which mm-hmm. I 100% agree with like having like the team gathered together and we could feed off each other yes yeah. is so important but as a creative person and this is every single creative person I've ever met uh-huh. ever worked with is there's too many interruptions it's almost like having ADD right all like in your workspace. So if you think about it like a journalist, or not a journalist, um, uh, author. Yeah. How they go out into the mountains or off to the beach to write books mm-hmm. is because once the flow hits, and you know this, once the fl- artistic flow hits, you c- it cannot be interrupted. Mm-hmm. It's almost like when you start to lose 
your memory as or you get train older of thought. Yes. Yeah. It is like, don't stop me because I'm not going to remember this if you start, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, which exactly. that's a family trait in our family. But, but I think it's the same thing is that in a creative environment, you do have to work as a team. So come together as a team and discuss the product or whatever the, the project. And then each in, individual needs to go off and, and create and then bring it back and discuss it. And then every marketing department for every company I've ever worked with has always said, leave them alone. Don't talk to them. Let them create. That's funny because I, every single job that I've been in, they... They don't understand. They don't do that. They don't understand. So my very first job in corporate, um, I do remember the marketing team because I worked with the marketing team with other marketing teams. Mm -hmm. So I was Mm -hmm. like the liaison of making sure everything was getting done in a proper timeline. Right. Um, And I remember them always trying to seclude themselves away from everyone. Like one of them had like they. I felt bad for them because they were upstairs in the corner of the building with no windows, but they always had their lights off. And then they had that sun lamp light on Uh the wall. And I was just like, this is a weird environment. I don't get it. And I, I love, you know, fast pace of, okay, can you go talk to this person? Um, I need to know this, this, and this, or, um, oh, here's this. And then I'd be like, okay, now I need to talk to this person to get information, make sure they're on time. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'd have to go to the next person, next person, next person. Um, So I loved that environment at that company. And I didn't understand the seclusion until I got further into marketing and I was actually in the marketing department. And I was like, I can't like there's too many people talking. We were in an open space concept. Yeah. Desk to desk. Yeah. And too many distractions. Everyone had headphones on, was listening to their own music Mm -hmm. in their own zone. But it was like what are we doing? Yeah. Why aren't we working from home? We're already like working in silos. Like we drove here to work alone. To work in silos. Yeah. yeah. To then talk for an hour in the middle of the day and eat lunch together to then work in a silo again. Like, and they actually ended up, when I moved back to Orange County, I found out they actually moved people who were, didn't need to be in the office to work from home and they downgraded their office space. Yeah. So they went from like this huge, beautiful building, you know, like wall to like ceiling to floor windows, Mm -hmm. wall to wall. Like it was all glass. It was beautiful. There was a giant kitchen island and kitchen in the center of the office space. And it was so beautiful. But again, I was always like, I could be doing this at home, like uninterrupted. And I don't even talk to everyone. It's it was so bizarre, but I'm so glad that they did that. And I think that is where we're headed. And it's I agree. so much better. I think the evolution for the workforce is changing. And just to give you a little hindsight, um, an example of the past is in the in the 80s was a whole thing. But in the 90s, there were big corporations. Every high up employee had a company car, a company credit card, you know, a company gas card. You know, they went to big lunches, they traveled like crazy. Mm -hmm. And then in the, you know, early to mid 2000s, they started taking away the company cars and just giving you a car allowance. They Mm -hmm. took away the company credit cards and just reimbursed. Yep. So, uh, oh, there was company cell phones and company laptops and in almost every, uh, the majority of companies now you use your own cell phone because 
Yeah. Like, who wants to carry two cell phones now? Yeah, no. You use your own computer. You use your own. Well, you don't use your own computer now. A lot of them you do, you do but oh, I know okay. you don't. But Yeah, I don't. Um, which I like is good separation. because it's, it, well, even security-wise, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, because you have to, they, their IT department has to have access to that yeah, yeah. computer at your home. Um, but it's it's funny to think about, like, the company car, the company credit card. Know, the com- it's it, such a waste of money. all gone. I mean, yeah. they had company accounts. I mean, I'm sure some companies still do things like that, but it was like every company did it. And so that's a that was a, a you know, change, mm-hmm. evolution of employment. And then now you're here to where we never would have considered people working from home back then. Yeah. You know, that would have been crazy. But I think that is the new thing. And the only thing super scary about that is all the company property <laughs> that is going to be vacant <laughs> for oh, yeah. real estate like, holders. Yeah, real estate. I feel so bad. Yeah. Real estate developers. Oh, those giant buildings that they're just making. Just turn them into apartments. People aren't going to go into them anymore. Yeah. They can turn them into yeah. apartments. Yeah. I'm not that company. all companies are going to do this, but any company that can mm-hmm. or certain departments within that company that don't need to be in the building, mm-hmm. you know. Customer service doesn't really need to be in the building. Almost every time you talk to someone in customer service, you can tell they're working from home. I mean, I've yeah. heard dogs barking. I've heard kids. kids but it's yeah. funny. You hear a dog barking, then all of a sudden it's kind of muted <laughs> and you don't hear it anymore. Like yeah. the background noise changes. And I, I just like, I mean, it's cool. I don't care. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I think you get way more productivity from an employee as a, as a boss if mm-hmm. they're working from home. Yeah. Yeah. Like I worked an hour longer when we were on the phone. Mm-hmm. I was still doing work an hour longer than, you know, the time period that I'm supposed to be Because you get in that flow and you just keep going. It's like, I'm home. I don't need to leave to drive home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think um, the the great resignation and, and not reapplying. How do they say it? Then nobody's reapplying. Do they have a terminology for that? Like people are resigning, but they're not applying for new jobs either. Yes. They're creating their own job. Yes. I think it's a really great thing because when when I retired, I retired because I had an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the plan at that time, yeah. but I had an injury. And leading up to that injury, it was an extremely life debilitating, stressful job to where not only me, but myself, but coworkers were, there was no life. You were there, you worked long hours, overtime. And then you went home and you vegetated. Yeah, because you're so exhausted from so stressed out. Yeah, I mean, luckily at that time I was very, very f- into fitness. Mm-hmm. I mean, still, but you're way more. Into that's fitness. when I was competing. Yeah, like so, I was getting that hour, at least an hour every day at mm-hmm. the gym or mm-hmm. or running, mm-hmm. but that was my only outlet. Everything, it, 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 and you know, it was like when I say. You get up, you drive to work, you drive home, you eat, you go to sleep, you get up, you drive, that hamster wheel. I'm really proud of that generation for saying, we don't need to make a hundred grand, 200 grand. Yeah. You know, we don't need to buy all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, my generation has so much stuff. When they were in their 20s and 30s, they had boats, they had a river house, they had a mountain house. They went, you don't need all that yeah that's it's called airbnb or verbo <laughs> it, well and someone else owns it you can rent it or yeah. drive you know mm-hmm. we figured it out for everyone <laughs> yeah no uh, we, now i'm it, not taking all it, that it will evolve again into whatever it evolves into yeah but um i think for 
the two generations around you that are so concerned about the planet, um, and you know my feelings about that, but they're so concerned about the the planet, this not driving to work is the biggest is going to help not having big buildings, you know, because really, if you think about it, your power and everything's on at home and your power and everything's on at the company. You know what I mean? Like, let's just consolidate everything. Yes. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking about going back to like the not driving around, not sitting in traffic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone remembers, but when we hit like six months into quarantining, they said that the environment was drastically Mm -hmm. repairing itself. Yeah. Because we were no longer on the roads. The commu- and then we had that little burst of where everybody was on the road constantly when they were let out the gates. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree. There, I think there's probably companies that don't want the work at home because they want to be able to watch yeah, their it's employees. Called, um, but it's like, you've hired the wrong person in exactly, my mind. Exactly. If you're so worried about and it. And you do have to understand that, yes, people will take advantage. People, yeah. t- I know your generation is learning this, but it doesn't matter what it is in life. There will be that handful of people that take advantage. Yeah. You just got to keep moving. Um, One thing I want to add before, because I just remembered, was last, not episode 28, but 27, Uh when you mentioned, like, I walked through the door and I was glowing. Yes. So. That that was 27. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wanted to just say this last little bit before we you know, sign off. Say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to therapy and I sat down and like right <gasps> before I started talking, my therapist said, you're glowing. Oh my gosh. So I just Yay. have to say. I was so interested in hearing what she thought after all this happened. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. The great resignation worked in my favor. <laughs> I will say, this this was in your wedding speech. I will say life is not short, mm-hmm. but it goes fast. Mm-hmm. You know, people always say life is short, live it up. Life is short. Life is not short if you're healthy and have a good, you know. No, life but it is goes short. fast. It goes way too it, fast. It goes fast. So don't waste. I don't want to say don't waste time. Don't remember to sit live in unhappiness. Each, yes. Don't, don't, first of all, advice, it, huge advice. And, it, and no one growing like high school, 20s, listens to this yeah and i didn't no. either is don't rush yeah don't rush to the next thing enjoy the chapter that you're in like yeah it's a journey it's not an end point it, it, we talked about this with goals when we talked about um girl stop apologizing mm-hmm. is when you set goals for yourself sometimes all you do is speed to that goal mm-hmm. instead of enjoying the process yeah enjoy the process the author was always trying to get to the next and next, yes. and, next and we were like you are missing so much, so much around you. I know. Uh, like, look up. You know, yes. when people, especially like your generation older, seeing people walk around with their phones in their face. Mm, terrible. I'm not like this. I mean, sometimes I'm like this. It depends. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been like, put the phone down and look up. You're missing it. Mm-hmm. That's so. how I felt when we used to go to concerts all the time. Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. People, you're all recording the whole, I can see like, okay, I'm here and you want to have this, you want to save this memory. Yeah. But the whole entire concert, I see people and I'm just like, you're missing, you're miss, look, stop looking through the screen. Look at him. He's right there. Yeah. You know, like enjoy it. Yeah. 
Um, also, for people who record pod or record their uh, experiences at concerts, no one views this. No, everybody. I usually skip tap, through tap, tap, your tap, tap, skip, story, yeah. and it's, I'm like, okay. Show yeah. your favorite song. Show that you're there. Show how close you are. I Whatever. Would, it's great. Yeah. I do go, oh, man. And it does make me think, oh, I'm going to book a concert because that looks so fun. Yeah. But we don't need your whole concert. I don't actually want to see the concert and the performer. I want to see you singing it. I want to see. Like reverse the screen. Like I'm I'm have following fun. you. I'm yeah. not following to watch a concert that you're And at. if you think about it, anybody can YouTube and watch yes. this person sing. Yes. And a better view <laughs> than what you're showing us. Yeah, because those videos you usually can't hear As, because yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, so loud. it's so loud and um, it's swaying around and making you dizzy. Yeah, and, I'm yeah, like, I just can't. like, nope. just like live life. I think it's best to, if you want to step back from technology, take the watch off first. Yeah, because it keeps linking you to what's going on. Yeah. T- or turn off your notifications. I've turned off all Turn of off mine except for yeah. the ones that are important. So like text messages yeah. and then phone calls. Yeah, I'm really, I'm going to take a break and see if I can't break this um, because of the podcast I listened to yesterday, uh, that dopamine that's released yeah. when you're addicted to something like that is like you have to break that cycle. So I'm going to, I'm going to try because you're right. I do have that. I'm, I find myself always like, well, I'm not doing anything. So I'll just look at Instagram, you know? Yeah. Also, another thing is like, uh not only just turn off your notifications but have your phone on silent like on vibrate yeah because the notification sound actually triggers your cortisol which oh. then creates stress but you don't even know that it's you stressing I you know. out know. until it's off and yeah. then you're like oh i missed i yeah. like to live life with my phone and this is like leave it in the other room yeah like as soon as you can detach from your phone it you're gonna feel so much better yeah I, even I, though people literally like my friends are like uh i texted you two hours ago and i'm like uh, yeah it was in the kitchen and i'm in the living room <laughs> yeah the only thing with that is sometimes i need an answer so then you call yeah no i just text anyone your husband. <laughs> who has my cell phone number either text woody or call me and then then you'll know it's important i'll know that yeah. it's important yeah i think it's a really good idea because i i learned and we're going to talk about this in the next e- episode is mm-hmm. about um all the physical changes oh because gosh. of what we're doing yes the the light we're in and what we're staring at and things like that we're going to talk about that next week yes all right so well, thank you guys for making it to the end of this episode if you listened all the way to the end Go ahead and DM us what you think. Um, I would love to know what you thought about the ad for Anchor. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to take all of the criticism and apply it to the next ad and try to do a little bit better because I know there's like no, there's nothing but gr- room for growth. Yeah, we definitely want feedback. I want to know what everybody thinks about this the great resignation yeah. and the non reapplying and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know Let your, us know your thoughts opinions on and, it. and what you think. Yeah. Um, and then don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Sutherland Girls. We haven't posted in a while, but I post on the stories and I just have to say we're going to get back at making those funny reels yes. and TikToks. Um, so it's going to happen soon. Um, and then follow us on Spotify and hit the little bell next to the follow button that will notify you every time a new episode like this one goes live and then you can start listening to it right away and then dm us and let us know what you thought (laughs) um other than that thank you guys so much for supporting us Uh, make sure you get this month's 
uh, May Book Club book. Mm-hmm. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. It's super interesting. It's a long read, so you better start now. Yeah, start now. Um, also, get the Audible with the book because it'll m- make reading it way easier. Um, so that's going to be the very last episode of May when we review the book club book. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much. And I hope you have a wonderful week until you hear us again. Bye. I was reading about like the normal consumption of caffeine in like oh, gosh. one cup of coffee is 90. Oh, really? I thought it was 60. Uh-uh. Okay. 90. Matcha is around 60. Okay. That's where I got confused. Tea, like per tea bag. Like black tea or... Green tea, black tea that okay. has caffeine is uh-huh. like 15. So it's only 15. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I was reading on this article like caffeine consumption and it was like when you're pregnant, you can have up to 200. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's uh, a lot. No. Everywhere else I've looked, they're like no more than 80 in your whole entire day. I, I would stick with 60. I would really. stick with lower than 60, like 40. Yeah. That's funny because when I was pregnant with you. I was addicted to Dr. Pepper back then. Yeah. Like that was my jam. I that was my how drink. much caffeine's in Dr. Pepper. And um, of course I gave it up. And um, after I had you, <laughs> the nurse came in and she's like, is there anything you need? And I'm like, yeah, Dr. Pepper. And she's like, sorry, you're breastfeeding. You can't have that. And I was like, I waited nine months to have a Dr. Pepper. Okay. Dr. Pepper has 41. See, that's not even that bad. That's less than coffee and tea. No, tea you said was 15. Yeah. Okay. Well, she offered me grape juice and I was Coca-Cola, like, how is that the same? Coca-Cola is better. It has 34. Yeah, but Coca-Cola is terrible for you. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah. As far as caffeine. So I, I after that, I Unless you get the ca- rarely drink caffeine it. Caffeine free. Oh, gee. Did you have caffeine free soda back then? Besides Diet uh, Coke, because that was... Uh, Hmm. Yeah, we had caffeine-free soda back then, but um, I'm thinking, did I drink (laughs) caffeine-free? Did I drink? I don't remember if I just drank the caffeine-free stuff. I didn't drink coffee back then, so I didn't have to worry about giving up coffee. Oh my gosh, you didn't drink coffee yet? Uh Uh-uh, I didn't drink. I don't think I drank coffee until I was like 25. Gosh, this last couple years, I've noticed I'm starting to forget things like why like what are you what do you notice that you're forgetting well one of our podcasts i was saying something and then a, a memory came back to me after i listened to it and i'm like oh no i did do that because i remember this one time that da, 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 you know like i mean there's a lot of things i don't remember but um just because i think if you don't still talk to those people or you forget i forget a lot of names i forget people's names after they tell me yeah, me too. Like, I have to keep repeating it in my head, or I'm like, they say, hi, nice to meet you. It, as soon as they say their name, and then I say my name back, it's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. But I was trying to remember somebody's name that I was friends with, like we did things with, and I'm like, what was her name? I can't remember at all. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know, and you're when? like, is it Carrie, Carla, Kyle? You know, you can't remember. You, you know the k- I'm part. like, I think it's k- And watch, it's like Michelle. But one thing I do want to say, oh my gosh, it just escaped my brain.
was I gonna say? Oh, so one thing I want to say before we move on to today's episode, um, one thing I do want to say is, oh my gosh, it just escaped my brain again. No way. No way. No way. No way. Just as you said. Yes. Write it down next time. I don't have a pen. Think about it. Oh, time and kid count. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. 